Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. Alrighty, we are back. It is episode five of Inside the Monster presented by Odyssey. My name is Steve Peralt. That is Joey Capone. The Red Sox have won their first series of the 2022 season. You simply love to see it. Joey, how you doing? Doing great, dude. Just like we all drew it up. Two out of three against Detroit. How you feeling? I'm feeling wonderful. And the way game three went, exactly how we all thought it was going to go, right? It was going to be really slow early. You get a bunch of runs. And then you kind of forget the game's still going on. (laughs) That was honestly like the the longer I think. And we'll jump in all our, you know, recap stuff for that Sox Tiger series. Mm -hmm. I think the longer that game went on. I kept looking up, like, why isn't this over? Like, um, shouldn't they be calling this game by now? We were thinking about the rain the entire game that you kind of forgot that, like, it wasn't raining anymore in the the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth inning. Yeah, I think we were all expecting, maybe not all, but you and I at least had talked about this game is going to go to five exactly, and then they'll call it. Because yeah. up until that point, especially in, like, the third, fourth inning, it looked bad. And I even tweeted, like, this is going to be a great five-inning game. And then uh, I think the Sox must have got that in their head as well. Because it was right around, I think it was the sixth was the was the rally inning, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. After the sixth, they were like, all right, cool. Game's done. Anytime you guys want to call it a game, Are you saying for home. the Sox? Fourth inning. Fourth inning. They had six the, runs in the fourth inning. Six in the fourth. Yeah. I think they were very much of the same mentality as us after five. Like, hey. Anytime you want to call this thing, send Dude, us home. That'd when, be great. When Torkelson hits the homer, I'm like, they're still playing? What's going on? Why, is, why isn't everybody left yet? This yeah. is ridiculous. But uh, we will jump into it for the series recap. Red Sox, Tigers going to start with the game that happened on Wednesday, the series finale. Eduardo Rodriguez. I don't know if you know this, Joey. He used to pitch for the Red Sox. He was facing the Boston Red Sox, and he used to pitch for him. Did you know this? I thought he looked familiar. I didn't recognize him with his earring. How cool. Yes. Earrings, uh, Joey. Plural. There were two of them? He had two cross earrings, which I oh. have a theory. Uh-huh. I have a theory over here. <laughs> I can almost it. promise you, because AC didn't let him wear earrings during his starts. He can only wear one earring during his at-bats, where he has gone completely over his entire career. And that's how it's going to finish now that the, the DH is here. Uh-huh. I have a theory that Eddie's like, Screw you, AC. I'm not only am I going to wear one cross earring, I'm going to wear two when I face you in Detroit. I think that's what he did. I, I I could see that a little bit. I don't know, dude. That's such a weird relationship. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. You get the father son thing, the surrogate father thing that that Eddie has thrown around before, but you know there was also some rumors of some tension on the way out the door, and mm. then there was these pictures that came out at the beginning of this series where they're hugging and saying hi. And I don't know. It's not mandatory that they go and say hello and hug and all that. That's their own choice. They're grown-ass men, you know? They're buddies. Oh, they're buddies. Oh, this yeah. is, I, I'm, not, I'm not buying into anything that AC yeah. and Erod aren't tight. No, no chance. What about, what are, where are your thoughts on Erod and the team itself? 
this is one of my biggest notes, Joseph. This is one of my biggest notes. And we are going to get to that very, very soon. I just wanted to say, I know I'm probably beating a dead horse here. These start times were killing me. (laughs) I hated these start times so much. The Monday game was funky. It's 5 o'clock. Obviously, I get it's 4 o'clock there. I'm like, I'm not in baseball mode. Last Mm. two days, 1 o'clock. It's like. Ugh, this is really bad. I, I love, love a Dennis 1 Eckersley. I love Dude, a 1. I, I can't do a 5. A 1 though. p.m. on a Sunday is fine. Not on a Wednesday. What are we doing? What, is I the, get what difference a, does it make? You and I, we sit, we watch baseball. I know, but <laughs> night games are so much better. It feels like They're baseball cool. more when it's nighttime, Joey. Come on. I get, I get it. Yeah, you get the whole day to kind of you know think about it, look forward to it. It's an event. Exactly. And yeah. also for these guys, it's routine. You know, you're, you're getting in for game one at 3 in the morning from New York. And all of a sudden, you got to get to the park probably three hours, two, three hours earlier than you would. The weather stunk all series. The fa- Dude, that crowd. I know we oh had my. theories uh, heading into this series that it was uh, observation of Easter week, that it was observation of Palm Sunday. That's true. I don't know if that's actually what happened, but that place was empty. There was yeah. nobody there. I don't know if you can call it a crowd. No, yeah, crowd. You have to have more people for it to be a crowd. <laughs> Nothing about that place was crowded. No, you know it. It no. had. There were legitimate times where I I felt like I wanted to be like in the the broadcast van or whatever and tell them like stop showing the seats. Stop. Yeah, that's a bad. No, I'm look. fine with it. I'm fine. If anything, it's a bad look for them. Not not it the is. Sox. I mean, it is. Fenway it, it, opening day is going to be packed. Oh yeah, Friday. yeah, and and. It, that wasn't their opening day, right? They opened at home. No, 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 no. But still, right. I mean, there's a lot of promise. You know, you got Javi in the building. You got an E-Rod start on Wednesday. And they do the, They come back from break <laughs> with these wide shots. And it's like, there might be 8% of the park full. This is insane. There, was, there were moments, especially during the rain of, of Game 3 here, at the 1 p.m. Wednesday start, when... I, I legitimately think there were less than a thousand people there. Yeah, like I, they I would were not be all stunned. behind home, and they just kind of let them all. Yeah, wherever your ticket says, whatever. You don't need to sit in section three thirteen. You're behind home, where you want to be. Just come sit here. Yeah, there were a lot of people walking down, getting on the uh, the broadcast right behind the plate there. But forget mm. the afternoon games, whatever. Nine of the Red Sox first ten are not night games. Am I upset? Yes, Joey. But we move on. <laughs> so the Erod thing. Erod starts against the Boston Red Sox for the first time in his career. It is his second start with the Tigers. Uh, it was kind of exactly what I expect from Erod. It's typically how his starts go. Solid out of the gate, gets a little bumpy, and it's exactly how it would have gone, Joey, if he was with the Red Sox, where those runs in the fourth are not earned they're unearned because you had, you know, tough throw to first base on that Vasquez grounder. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he collapses. Seven runs for Erod, two of them earned. And it's like, thank God this is in Detroit now. There you go. This is the guy you signed. You get to deal with that. I don't hate. I love like fake hating Erod. I don't hate Erod. It kind of really sounds don't. like you hate Erod, dude. You just. I don't know. You made I don't. this. You've. You, I feel a little bit of whiplash here because you keep saying like I don't hate Erod. I don't know why people say that. And then he gives up seven runs just like he always does. He's your problem now, Detroit, not ours. Thank God. Enjoy him. Kick, I don't. Kick I don't hate him. I don't hate Erod. It's just there's. I don't. I rarely enjoyed watching him pitch. And he would have stretches, though. I mean, let's be honest. 2019, mm-hmm. filthy, right? He should have had 20 wins that year. Um, mm-hmm. 
since then, though, obviously, you know, he had to deal with a lot in 2020, and and that I have no idea uh, what that was like. He was going through a lot, so you yeah. give him credit for bouncing back and and starting as many games as he did in 21, and for getting the contract. It's good for Eddie. He signed a big deal with the Tigers. Good for him. He had a good close to the season, and and you know, obviously that postseason performance. And Joey, that leads us to the watch tap by Erod and the watch tap by Kike after yeah. taking him deep today. I got one main point here. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the, in the replies after we had posted a video that, that Jemai uh, had tweeted out is saying, oh, clearly the Red Sox hated Erod. Clearly they had mm-hmm. beef with Erod. I can't go there. I can't go there. I think, I think Kike is a funny dude. I think he's a little less like outwardly funny than Sox fans probably wanted when they saw him in the banana costume and everything. I think he's more of just kind of a ball player than we expected, which mm-hmm. is fine. And I think, though, his internally, he likes goofing around a little bit, and he likes trolling a little bit. And, you know, he hits that homer off of Eddie, and he gets in the cart, and he's tapping the watch. I just thought it was funny. I don't think it's like, look, guys, like, we showed that guy that we hate. I don't think it's that. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, my god. Where are you going with this? Where are you going? We're going to differ here. I think, I think, dude, I think if it was like a – a joke, a pure joke, a pure lighthearted, hey, that's our buddy, Eddie. Hey, hey, remember he did this? I think he would have did it in front of him. I think he would have done it bigger. He would have done it to the camera. But he he would have, hey, it's almost like the camera caught him doing it. Like he was like, hey, hey, what time is it now? Joey, if you're going to act for one second like that was a snuck in thing that the camera caught, he's in the home run cart. Of course, Erod was going to see he, that afterwards. He boop boop real quick. He boop boop real he quick. He booped a lot. There were a lot of boops. If you look at the footage, there's like even 10 that video. Boops. Even that video you tweeted uh, or that Jemai tweeted. That was the, the tail end of it. Tail end of it. That was, that was the tail end booping. of the booping. You have to go off of the uh, the broadcast. He booped a lot on the watch. He booped. Big boop. I don't know. I want to get Eddie's take on it. I want to get Eddie's take on it. Because what if in the post game they ask him and he's like, Kike did what? No, he's not. There's no you know? chance. If, <laughs> no, if you there's saw no any chance. Of the footage, what if he? What if, though? If you saw any of the footage this series, he's goofing with Evaldi before the start today, uh, you know, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was yucking it up with Barnsley and all those guys out in right field before the game. I think it was game one or game two of the series. Eddie's always been that kind of give it and take it guy. That's I, I give him credit. If anything, we we can all act like we know what goes on in the clubhouse. We don't, but we can base it off of what we see. And I don't see any of these guys that outwardly, at least, have a, a beef with Erod. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors. You know, mm-hmm. like we get a little taste of it before the games and whatnot. But the clubhouse is a pretty sacred place, especially when media's not in there. Um, but I'd be stunned if it's a real like, oh, we showed this bum. Like I don't think it's that. I really don't. I don't, I, I don't know. I do not know. What I do know is that the last time I saw Eddie doing this, I saw AC very unhappy. No, you know? I know. I know. And hey, I know hey, what happened look. right after it. Joey, we can. I think this can be two things. I think this can be a lot of the Sox guys maybe didn't love it because you didn't need to add fuel to the fire to an Astros lineup that was already loaded. Uh, and, a, and a guy in Correa who then gets you later in the series. You, mm-hmm. you didn't need to do it. He didn't need to do the watch thing. I didn't hate that he did it. Uh, you know, AC is in in the right and saying, hey, you know, none of that. I, I don't know if you need to call him out like that, but Alex is going to do what he wants to do in that situation, and he felt like Eddie shouldn't have done it, so we let him know. I, I can't think it really rubbed these guys too much of the wrong way to the point where, like, Kike is doing that in the in the cart. 
and really representing everybody. I think it's just a joke. I think it was more just the haha. I took him deep and I did the watch thing. I think I don't think it's much more than that. We can differ. I'm willing, to, fine to, I'm willing Joey. to. I, I yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. I just think Eddie ran out a little, a little quick. Got his money and ran to Detroit. Yeah, he went hey, to. He a, got paid. A, yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess he got paid. A, he got paid. He wasn't going to get that money in Boston. I, to I can't blame him. To run to a non-contender in my mind, to a, from a contending team to a non-contending team for money that's not like not astronomical. It's a good. It's a really good contract. But I mean, it's not it's like a really good deal for him. Yeah. But, but to run to a non-contender like that, that as who quickly he as he did. He, who said he ran? <laughs> he booked it there. He was he booking went. it to Detroit. What a weird move by was, Eddie to not fly to Detroit. He ran all the way to Detroit from And Boston. I think that's indicative of <laughs> maybe that's what he was doing. He was saying, my Fitbit. He was pointing yes. to his watch and he was saying, I got to get my steps in. And I'm you guys aren't letting me get my steps in. And Detroit was like, we, well, not only will we give you a contract, we're not even going to pay for a flight out here. So you can run out here, get your steps in. And he's like, oh, my God, I definitely want to live in yeah. Michigan. That must have been it. But, no, Eddie got paid. I think all is well that ends well. Both sides are happy. Whatever. I I got a good laugh, Joey, out of the watch point thing. Um, I definitely stole someone's nickname that replied to my oh, initial yeah. tweet. So uh, Eddie Aces, more like Eddie Clear the Bases. That's from... At Henny No Chaser. So shout out to you. I want to know your feelings on this, Joey. If you just reply to somebody being like, hey, I'm going to steal this, does that lighten the blow a little bit when you steal it? Uh, It's one of those, like, I don't care things. It's like, I'm going to do it. I've done it. <laughs> I've done it plenty of times. I don't even usually give the courtesy if I'm going to steal this. I'll just steal you just it. steal and, stuff? Stealing just, stuff's not good. I'll steal it and block them. Good luck <laughs> telling me that I, good luck calling me out. Weirdly enough, I enjoy that more than stealing it and not saying anything to him. And then when people are like, did you block my buddy and steal his joke? Blocked. You're also blocked. I actually respect that because it's just so over the top. Like Any of you guys that have clever stuff in the replies this year, I'm going to steal it and just block your ass. Prepare to get blocked. (laughs) Yeah. Don't be dropping jokes in my replies. Dude, I haven't blocked... I haven't blocked someone in a while. I blocked one dude that was just being an absolute clown recently. But like mm-hmm. the mute button's incredible. I do You're love that. You're a huge that. mute guy, and you almost I got me on the mute train. I almost muted somebody the other day, and then I said, "You know what? No, I'm not going to do it." Because I then I, it's a slippery I, slope. I've seen what it does to people. You block, you mute all the time. No, but I I've muted people that I love. It's it's <laughs> more of just you're clogging up my feed. It's yeah. a clog the feed. I, I want to unclog the feed. Uh, you know, Rafi has a homer. I don't need 30 tweets about it. Like, I <laughs> let's unclog it and have the people that I actually might get a chuckle from their tweets. Like, I'll maybe leave them in there. But it's, dude, it's socks Twitter. I love it to death. Obviously, mm-hmm. I've made basically a living off of this. Mm-hmm. But it can get clogged up. It can get clogged up real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. And, and there are certainly folks that I follow who I do not mute. Who, when I see, I not only do I not enjoy their tweets, I actively unenjoy them, disenjoy mm. them, and disenjoy them. Yeah, I don't plan on blocking, unfollowing, or muting. It, I just don't plan on it. You got to really right. say something, or make a funny joke. Bad. In which case, you're you're done for. And I'm stealing it. Yeah, I'm stealing it and I'm blocking. You forget yeah. about <laughs> it. But uh, yeah, Sox get the yep. much needed series finale win. 
That's exactly the Eddie start that I expected. Uh, it, that was a Red Sox start. That was an Eddie special there. That was, you know, you get the mm-hmm. error, and then he implodes. Everybody. Dude, poor Austin Meadows is like, again. Oh, my God. Like, everybody was just spraying it out to left field. He's like, what is going on? I'm not built for this. I can't be fielding eight balls in a row. Um, but, yeah, good for the Sox. Bats got going. The conditions sucked. They pushed through. They get a much-needed win. Obviously, a little bumpy at the end there. Um, Deekman, it was so funny because you and I were both ready to tweet about Deekman. Yeah. And then it's like, wait, he can't spot the slider anymore. And then he plunks Meadows and he's taken out. It's like, okay, that happened fast. Yeah, I was so ready. Even after he gave up the first one, when he yeah. gave up the one run, I still had the Deekman tweet ready to go. Because I was still like, you know what? Even if he, he gets out of this. Bases loaded, no outs, I hear you. One yeah. run, fine. Yeah, he allows a run. I'm still going to throw up the tweet. And it was good. And it was good. You guys missed out on. You guys should be mad at Jake Deakman for missing this tweet. Um, but no, I mean, I really did have like such high expectations. I was just like, oh, he had that one great appearance, so I have a tweet ready to go about him dominating and striking out the side again. It's like maybe we can wait, let him get, I don't know, two full innings under his belt before I'm just assuming that he's coming in to like throw yeah. nine straight strikes in an immaculate inning. I think this this leans back into what we've talked about before. I've talked about it many a time. Overreactions, dude. Early season overreactions are my favorite. Mm-hmm. There was when he had Deekman at a slider. It was like a one-one count. Mm-hmm. He had a filthy slider. Some rando on the Tigers misses it. I'm like, this guy <laughs> is going to be one of the best relievers the Red Sox have ever had. They better and I make love room. This move. <laughs> they better make room in right field for another number. Because number, uh, what is, is, it, is it 50? He's 31? Wearing... What is he? Uh, we got to find number... this now. Did they give 50? No, 50 is Carter Crawford. I thought he's 31. Am I crazy? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 31. It's 31. It's 31. Yeah, they gave him Lester's number. 31 is going in the rafters. Yeah, no, I totally get you, dude. I was, I mean, honest to God, we were, we were having the conversation on this show, but like we found our closer, right? Like we got him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's insane. Since it's dude, can you guess? Can you guess any of the Red Sox that have gotten John Lester's numbers since the departure, since the trade of John Lester? Thirty-one. Uh, there have been one, two, three, four. Deakman's what? the fifth guy what? since Lester in twenty fourteen. This number's been worn a lot more than I would think. I was gonna guess like maybe one, maybe two guys. There's one guy that we used to kind of roast a lot. That was a starter, starting pitcher on the Red Sox. Did Clay wear 31? No, he was 13. No. I you you definitely know oh, this guy. Oh, was it is it Drew? It's Drew Pomeranz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big smooth, baby. Big smooth. Uh, it was uh you got I know you're not gonna get Alejandro no. Deaza because I wasn't gonna get that. No. Erasmo Ramirez in twenty nineteen. No. Then Big Bryce, Austin Bryce, mm-hmm. 2020, 2021. He was a roller coaster. And now Jake. Deekman. So they, they are giving mm-hmm. that number out. But yeah, shout out to Deekman. Uh, we were ready to tweet about him, and then he was like, I've kind of lost it. And, you know, Slider was going all over the place, plunked the guy, yeah. AC pulls him. But uh, Robles yeah. gets him out of it, man. That was big. Yeah, it felt like one, one last thing on De- Every pitch Deekman threw once he, like, started to lose it, like, if you could feel him going like, oh, hold on. One more try. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Give me one more one more try. Hold on. Hold on. It was... <laughs> There was like so almost this audible, like, oh, oh wait. <clears throat> wait, one hey, sec, guys. Give me that ball back. Give me that ball back. Let me let me try that again. Let Don't me count that, that one. Don't count that. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
telling the ump don't count that one would be epic. I, no, no, no. I respect that. No, no, no. Can we pull that Come back? On. Can we go back to 2-2? Two, two? I, I didn't mean to throw that in the dirt. That wasn't a real one. That was a practice. That was practice. Uh, that was fake. Come on. Uh, I get one Hans, redo. When Hansel came in, which is how I've decided to say his name. I don't know if we're saying Hansel or whatever. Hans, it's Hansel Robles. I'm going yeah. with Hansel this year. Yeah. Soft A. Hansel. So hot right now. This is so hot right now. Uh, when he come, came out of the pen, man, I had a real confidence. I had a real, oh, okay. I know. Thank God Hansel Robles is coming in, which how, I was not. How, where did how, that come from? I don't know, man. I mean, more often than not, you know, this year, last year, you're just you're watching all the games, right? And you, I feel like we don't even notice we're doing this, but we create these habits in our brain of how we feel when we see a pitcher, especially a reliever. And Robles comes in, and it's like I used to feel a certain type of way when this guy came in. Mm-hmm. I remember I was it against the Mariners. He came in one of his earlier appearances. Well, he had that meltdown against the Blue Jays, and he was barking at the Blue Jays dugout. I think that was like his his first weekend on the team. I'm like, uh oh, this is maybe not the best time to. Uh, set the tone. You just joined the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Then he got rocked, I believe, in the ninth or the tenth inning by the Mariners. And it's like, what is this guy? Like, what do we actually have here? But he's been really good for the most part, man. And he comes in there, shuts the door, gets him out of it. Red Sox win a much needed series finale in Detroit. Uh, some takeaways, Joey, from the other games. Curious of what you got. I'll, I'll fly through here. I thought Michael Walker looked good. I, I think one run and get you to the fifth thing. He's kind of all you. Could have expected there in that start in game one. Matty backpacks has looked good. Like in Barnsey, man, that yeah. knuckle curve is dancing. That thing is dropping. Oh, yeah. Loving it. You're seeing a lot of swings and misses. Guys are getting fooled by Matty backpacks. We haven't been able to say that in a long time. Obviously, we can talk about the closer if we want to. I think it's closer by committee, I think sucks typically. And AC is kind of doing, he might not be saying this, but he's doing tryouts. He's doing closer tryouts. That's kind of what these two first series have been. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, on, on the on the closer situation here, I'll, I'll tell you, one, it's just cool to have a a, a solid To not closer. have a closer? No, no, to oh, okay. have a closer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's kind of cool to just free ball it and just go for it. No, it, it's, it, it feels... There's a certain confidence about knowing, like, oh, just you wait. Like, the the seventeen eighteen uh, confidence of like, wait till you till Kimbrel gets out here. Just, I thought you were talking about the year seventeen eighteen. Was there like a the seventeen yeah. eighteen? It was like the seventeen eighteen war of. Remember of, all the uh, confidence that everyone had in seventeen eighteen? Yeah. We were like the seventeen eighteen war of Europe. We are totally not going to get scurvy this year. That's yeah. what everyone was confident in. Uh, 17 no, but, and 18, yeah. Yeah, like the, the Craig Kimbrell confidence of like the just you wait, like the, the music, the whatever. When we were at Yankee Stadium, when the flames. Dude, something out? about the clothes are coming in and you have flames around your name. I am peeing my pants a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of pee. Mm-hmm. A little bit of peace in a barbershop. Hansel, Hansel's got some makings of a closer to him, as in he has oof, a cool oof. entrance theme. I just got the just got the chills, man, in the worst way possible. <laughs> That's about Honestly. all he's got in the in the in the in the closer uh, uh, repertoire there. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I like I like what I was seeing out of Barnes. So you can definitely tell. I don't know if you were uh, seeing any of the side by sides there, but uh, there was a lot of talk about him changing his mechanics and uh, his rotation and staying tighter and and whatever. And then had that back issue, which like you have to assume was from changing his mechanics 
yeah abruptly uh but you could see a change in them or i could anyway i mean with the side by side uh he does look like he's he's altered his mechanics a little bit has a little bit more control uh i like what i'm seeing from uh from matt um <laughs> rich hill man Oh, oh, we're still in game one. Uh, let me, we're let still me in game one? The, okay, all right. I thought we were just game, running no, through the whole real, series here. Quick, the Joey, pitching quick, reminded me. Go ahead, go ahead. No, real quick. It's uh, the, the Brazier-Baez, the yeah. Brazier-Javi-AB was tough. I, I know a lot of people yeah. Yeah. A lot of people on Sox Twitter were a little bit split. It was like, well, he it was a decent location of the ball, but let's call a spade a spade here. It was a 93-mile-an-hour fastball in a yeah. very similar location to a pitch that Javi was right on mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. And Javi Baez has some of the quickest bat speed in the league. He can turn on a ball faster than most guys, and that's exactly what he did. Yes, it's a little higher than most pitches are going to be. The guy's hit for a two-run bomb. But second he threw it there, I'm like, uh-oh, and he just roped it. I was just hoping that thing would be yeah. foul. He keeps it fair, and and that's why they signed him. So game one was kind of a throwaway. J.D. gets a solo bomb. Uh, again, I thought you know Waka was solid uh, after settling down a little bit there, but the offense, man. I mean, you had. Yeah. I, I think JD was the only guy to reach second at least through eight innings. I don't think anything happened in the ninth there. So it was. It was. Yeah. That was tough. That was a tough one. After four games, the Red Sox really were tough. hitting 173. <laughs> uh, so you head into Tuesday's game, and I don't like throwing around must win, but if you guaranteed to lose the first two two series, if you lost that game on Tuesday. Either way, we're coming back for the home opener, not feeling great. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, so remember how I jumped to game two too quick? Yeah. Yeah, so now I'm going to jump back to game one now that you want to move oh, on. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> two, well, I, I had two more things here about the bullpen and one. Two more things okay. about the bullpen and one. Super quick. Uh, one, Matty Strom. Uh, Strom, dude, always looks like he's about to vomit. Do A you see bit, that? Yeah. He just... He looks like I basically like, oh, disagreed oh, oh. with you, and I have no idea what you're talking he about. He looks like Wait. he's always going to puke. Anyway, look out for it next time. Okay. Um, yep. Second thing is I was pretty shocked that Davis uh, got multiple innings. He had 27 pitches after one inning, and then they brought him back out. Uh, I was pretty shocked by that. So you want to talk about uh, uh, somebody who's in the running for that, uh, that that closer spot, too? Is he one of those guys? Is Austin Davis uh, potential for one of those? Uh, Gives up the bomb to Torkelson today. That probably didn't yeah, help. Probably did not help. But, uh, yeah, game two, man, um, this was uh, the second game in a row where I was expecting the offense to go nuts. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. the I don't know if you guys remember the pitching preview from last episode, but uh, both of those starters in game one and two for Detroit were supposed to get blown up, if you believe numbers. Yeah. Alas. And that's it for game two. <laughs> I thought you had a point there. What? <laughs> I was, I was, oh, Rich, I was no, Rich Hill. No, Rich Hill. Yeah. Rich Hill. Uh, Rich Hill uh, grunting when he throws 88 is awesome. Dude, I honestly, I, I forgot that he, I forgot that he's a grunter. Yeah. Like, I, I got on Robbie Ray last year so much for that. Now I'm like doing that, like that gif of the kid that's just kind of, you know, looking left and right. I'm like, uh, I'm just going to avoid. That Rich Hill grunts after throwing the slowest fastball in the league. It's awesome when he does it, though, because there's a delay to it, too. He almost, like, waits till it gets to the plate, and it's not a, it's like a, oh, it's like a painful, that took everything in me grunt. Would you say it's more of, like, a tennis grunt? I think it's more of a tennis grunt a little bit. Yeah, it's it's almost a shout. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I would would agree. I think the, the tough part there for Rich Hill... Look, Joey, Christian Arroyo is an infielder, all right? We are a pro-Christian Arroyo podcast. 
He's not an outfielder. He's going to try to get used to it. Uh, you know, all the props to him. I think all those runs would have been unearned in most situations. Uh, you had mm-hmm. a couple tough routes by Arroyo there. He'd probably be the first to tell you. But he's not an outfielder. They're asking him to be an outfielder. And he's trying his best. This is early, obviously, in his outfielding career. Thing with Kike, he had outfielding experience with the Dodgers. Yes, did he overperform last year in the field? Of course. I don't think we expected that at all. Nobody did. But for Christian, you got to give him a little time because, you know, I think we're so used to seeing the ball off the bat and having a good idea if it should be caught or not. And both of those that dropped in, I had a good idea they should be caught, and they weren't. Props to Rich Hill after the game saying that's baseball. You know, some are going to drop in, some aren't. He was alluding to the fact that you're going to have ropes that get caught. I like that he's taking that path. You know, you never want your pitcher calling out the fielders, especially with Arroyo getting used to the outfield. So that was unfortunate, but I kind of felt like, here we go again, Joey. It kind of felt like, great, now you're down 3 nothing. You're going to be, what, 1-3 on the season, going into a series finale, like needing a win, or else opening day vibes are going to be terrible. But the Sox found a way to get the W. Three runs in the sixth inning. Was that J.D. ball fair? Probably not. Nope. <laughs> probably not and I think off the off the bat I'm thinking it has a chance I think Dave O'Brien wasn't I, I don't know if they were sure obviously they're still in Watertown I thought they were going to travel mm-hmm. this year maybe they do soon Me too. Um, but it was hard to tell off the bat and then off the replay I'm like pretty sure that's foul like just because we you saw where the ball bounced and where it hit the wall I'm like kind of almost impossible for that to yeah. have hit chalk and landed where it we did we'd have to have a lot of spin on it yeah, and yeah. it didn't. No. So um, I'm glad. It's so funny because Nesson had that shot at the last second, the zoom in of what the crater was. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if we're just talking science here, Joey, talking mm-hmm. science with Joey and Steve, mm-hmm. ball is foul, you know? Oh, yeah. Like the, the middle of that crater. Some people were like, oh, well, the outside of it is hitting the chalk. Do you know how craters work? Normally, it's like where the middle hits is where it's creating the spread out of the left and the right. It's not like the ball's a softball. Do you know how craters work? You know how craters work? Make that a quote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's not like it's not like the whole crater is the size of the ball. That's not how it works. Right. 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 <laughs> it was also it was just a foul ball. I mean, it was a foul ball. It I was think fa- even the edge of the craters were if you want to get into crater science, I mean, it, it was foul, man. It was a foul ball. There was a, a reporter who I'll leave nameless uh, who tweeted, like, not sure why they're reviewing this. It's obviously fair. Oof. That's Which, tough. like, obviously. What are you watching? It's obviously not obvious. I would and, say that. And then the second that that uh, screenshot came out of, you know, obviously being a foul ball. <laughs> tweet deleted and it made me so viscerally angry i don't know what that is i don't know why i care so much about that but i was like don't you dare throw around obviously and then be like oh actually i never said that it actually never happened you can't prove it props to you for calling out that anonymous person yeah showed them i showed you dude they they are not gonna do that again (laughs) mr anonymous yeah but but hey counted counted Counted. in the books in the books fair ball in the books, that's a rope off the wall. Yep. Red Sox tie the game 
and they obviously go on to win game two by a final of five to three. Big hit by Arroyo there. Obviously, Rafi had a huge series. Shout out to Rafi. I, yeah. I always expect the thing with Devers is like when he's doing well, I'm like, well, yeah, that's what he does. Like Rafael Devers is a boss at the plate. Yeah. He rarely slumps. That weird thing last year with the fastballs was like, it didn't compute to me. I'm like, how is this guy not hitting <laughs> fastballs? He hits yeah. bombs. And then he finally shook that. And and of course he has a huge series. But uh Kike getting going was enormous. That, that was a huge part of this series. I kind of called it a little bit, Joey, so it's like whatever. But what? like kind of said he was gonna have a big series. He does. But yeah, Sox get out of there with two out of three wins. And we cannot wrap up our series recap without giving a huge shout out to Garrett Whitlock, inside the monster alum mm-hmm. for his performance in game. Two, four innings pitched, zero hits. That's good. Zero runs. That's good. Mm-hmm. Zero earned runs. That's good. It would actually be impossible to have earned runs if you have no runs. Yep. One walk, whatever. Couple whatever. of Ks. That's good. He has a 1-4-2 ERA. The only earned run is a homer by DJ LeMayu that would be out in no other park. He's pretty good. Dude, he's so good. He's really Garrett good. Whitlock might be... I'm trying to think how drastic I want to get with this line. Okay. <laughs> he Drop might, it. Do it. Quote Carter. Garrett Whitlock might be the most valuable Red Sox pitching weapon in years. I don't know how many years. I'm trying just in terms of versatility, man. Like for the current format of baseball and the understanding, and Haim talks about this all the time, the understanding that you don't know when you're gonna have the most important pitching innings of the game. I think in our brains it's always, up. Oh, if we get to the eighth and ninth inning, guys, it's over. Well, what happens if you get to the sixth inning guy that's also the ninth inning guy? How about yeah. that, Joey? Because that's what happened in game two. Garrett Whitlock comes in, closes the door, Red Sox win 5-3. to three. Garrett Whitlock is the most important Red Sox pitching weapon in many years. Is that fair? It's a little vague, but it's fair. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's intentionally vague. Yeah, it's bold light to quote you. Yeah, that's, it's that's what I was going light. for. I, I wanted bold light, so I'm glad we got that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I agree with you. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of just another team wherein there's like genuine fear around a a particular bullpen arm. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. It's it's very cool to have that, you know, because there are certain and guys. A, a, length, you know, a length one. A length one yeah, is important. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously there are teams that you play that, you know, you check where in the rotation you're you're catching yeah. them in the season, you know, and, like, yeah. if you're going to get their top guy or, or whatever. But to just know, like, hey, this guy's probably available. You're probably mm-hmm. going to see him every series. Uh that's that's a cool little weapon to have in your holster if you're the Boston Red Sox. You know what Whitlock is a little bit, Joey? He's kind of like Jaws, you know? He's kind of always lurking a, a little bit. Now, understandable is in game a segue? three, he's not... <laughs> is this a segue to your shoes, dude? I'm like, you know what Whitlock is? He's my shoes. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I really um, thought I was like, are we doing a segment? No, we're not shoes? doing a ballparking segment, but maybe further in the year. But hey... Garrett Whitlock is Jaws. That's that's basically it. He's bad, bad. he's always kind of lurking, and you never really know. The only time you know, Joey, mm-hmm. is if he just pitched like four innings the day before. <laughs> you know you're not getting him in that next. Yeah, but, but I mean next day, shoot, I'm telling you, never know. You might be getting him. So Garrett Whitlock is Jaws. Uh, that is our series recap. 
Red Sox Tigers are series MVPs because the Red Sox won the series. Joey, I'll go first and I'll toss it to you. I got Kike Hernandez. I got Kike Hernandez as the series MVP. I uh, was hoping and said he would break out a little bit in this series. He goes 0 for 4 in game one, but in games two and three, he hit 444 with three RBIs, three extra base hits. Taps the old watch in the cart after hitting a bomb, taking E-Rod deep. I love that. Kike Hernandez, series MVP. Who do you got? I got a little fella by the name of Raphael Devers. Ever heard of him? Big uh, fella. After today, Devers has, an, extending into last year, has an 11-game hitting streak going. Uh, and in game two of this series on the Tuesday game, uh, racked up three hits, a couple of ribs, uh, and then gave an interview in which he clearly demonstrated that he speaks English. Oh, my gosh, man. We have got to get <laughs> Devers on this program. He, I have talked about this for a couple years now. And even getting to you know ask him some questions in Denver for the All-Star game, I'm like, he understood every word I said. I asked him a question in Spanish, but then I talked yeah. in English, and he's immediately picked up on it. Yeah. Like, it's like very quickly. You see Jeremiah asking the questions. Our boy Brian is obviously the translator. Mm-hmm. And... Rafi is answering immediately. Yeah. And Jemai was actually throwing out some words that were kind of big. I wrote it down. What did he say? Jemai used the phrase, what was the most critical component? Ooh. And Rafi didn't turn to Brian and say, like, what was that? Or, like, none of that. Just like, yeah, you know, I uh, and just right into the answer in Spanish. And it's like, we, we had, like, a passing interaction with Rafi. In which he, yeah. you know, granted it was just a, he, I think he said like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Uh, but it was in English. I th- it was I, in English, yeah. I just want to like instill the confidence that Rafi has at the plate into his everyday because I think that's what it is, right? It's a confidence thing of like, I don't want to I... like sound dumb or I don't want to whatever. And I think part of it is probably also that he doesn't want to do a ton of interviews, which Joey, like, I can't blame that's him. That's what it is, Joe. But it's hey, inside Joe. the monster. It's that fun podcast. All the players want to go on. I know. No, I'm I'm just saying this can be multiple things, right? Yes, we can still get him on here, but this guy knows English and he's choosing not to do the press conferences and I've said this many a time, I can't fully blame him. If he just gets to show up and rake and each year seems to be getting better in the field, dude just wants to play ball. You saw that that mic'd up mm-hmm. thing last year where he's like they pay me good, I play good and like that's all I need. Like that's that's yeah. all Rafael Devers needs. He doesn't need to be answering all these questions in English. So I actually like it, even though he's kind of calling himself out a little bit, where <laughs> immediately knowing what Jemai's yeah, talking Raffy, about. Yeah, play dumb a little bit. You should turn to Brian. And what, whatever did he say? He probably should have looked at Brian and been like, mm, I, I don't know what that was. Brian, could you tell me what this English speaker yeah. said? Just tilt your head to Brian and say, yo no say. Yeah. Yo no say. But, wow, dude. You're, you're getting kind of fluent over there, huh? Oh, I'm incredible at Spanish, dude. Me encanto hamburguesa con queso y lechuga. Y lechuga? Y tomate, tomate y... lechuga, queso. Está muy bueno. Wow. Yep, Me yep, too, yep. man. I'm, I'm I, can, a... I can say, está muy bueno. I mean, that's, está muy bueno, but está muy bueno. Oh, you bueno. Barcelona? Me encantó Barcelona. las media roja. Is that, <laughs> that's the, not bad. Doing like the study abroad, uh, 
to study abroad. This is, for what, a semester this is all I did voice. in Madrid when I went yeah. there ten years ago for study abroad. <laughs> I was just like, "Hola, me llamo Esteban. Me encantó la media roja y hamburguesa con queso." <laughs> Donde está la biblioteca? Donde just asking la... a bunch of like Spanish one questions, <laughs> like people just going about their day in Spain. Yeah. Me gusta uh, baseball. Uh, sure, like, man. Why does this guy keep telling us his interests? <laughs> this isn't a conversation. My favorite color is red. Where is the library? <laughs> what? <laughs> it would be funny just to be saying that in English to Spanish-speaking people. <laughs> Where? <laughs> I like hamburgers. Where is the library? Cheese. Yeah. I need uh, cheese. Uh, it's so funny. Like, all right, anyway, Devers my is my MVP of the series. All right, we got Kike, Devers, series MVPs. That'll do it for our recap. We are going to be back with our top three favorite things about Fenway opening day after this break. All righty, folks, we are back. Joey. It is time to break down our favorite things about the Fenway home opener. This is also yep. just favorite parts, top three, about being back at Fenway for the first time in the year. That's what we're going to be doing on Friday. Little little look ahead here, a little brief look ahead. Look the weather ahead. looks good. Mm-hmm. The weather looks good. It does, man. Uh, it's a great day for, for uh, people to be outside watching a baseball game. It's also a great day if you're grass. Uh, it's yeah. an even better day if you're if you're grass at Fenway Park because you're probably going to be painted a little bit. Uh, not Is probably. it a great day to be the grass? I feel like guys are cleating you and sliding on you. in yeah. you. No. Yeah. It's a great day when you're getting the water, when the sprinklers are out. Yes. To it's be great, the grass. It's a great day to be some dirt near a hose. I'll tell you that. Um, Joey, Joey, let's... Yep. Let's, it's a great day to be a dirt a, a dirt <laughs> near a hose, and it's a great day to be grass in the a.m. Yeah, in the p.m. that grass is getting spiked. It's getting mm. slid on. Jackie's probably going to have a great catch if he's in the opening day lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but anyway, we're gonna hey, we're gonna jump right into it. I will want to alternate, so I do three, you do three, I do two, you do two. You want to do that, or what, what do you want to do? Want to bounce one, 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 one? How about that third option? There's a ton of op- or. I think that we, we just said the same thing. The, we call two listeners, and they... No, I'm just kidding. No, here we go. Do, it, do whatever. Do whatever. Third. Yeah. I'm going to start with my third. Yep. My third favorite part about the home opener at Fenway Park and being back at Fenway. It's that first Fenway Frank, Joey. It's mm. that first... The first bite of a Fenway Frank. I put ketchup and relish. I don't know what you do with mm-hmm. your, your wiener. Uh, but I, <laughs> I do ketchup and relish, and it's... I'm telling you... I'm not even. You guys know I'm a chicken finger guy. I was right? gonna say, are like you I, even a dog, dude? I normally don't do them, but the first day back, that home opener, I will do the Fenway Frank to start it off. It just matches the vibe, the nostalgia of it. You take that bite, you're like, I'm here, man. I'm here. Fenway Franks are so eatable. You can mm-hmm. down those pups in like two, three bites. They're almost like it's too easy to down them. Mm-hmm. I could have like four of those and be fine. Do you go for the jumbo dogs or the, like the the baby dogs? I go for the baby dogs because that's technically a Fenway Frank. Like the footlongs, uh-huh. I don't really consider that a Fenway Frank. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so the that's Fenway my... Frank is just a Frank, right? Just a Frank at Fenway. Dude, it's the it's the Fenway Frank. Are you kidding me? I don't know. Okay, Joey, I know. I trust those you. are those are made at Fenway Park. Are you dumb? 
No, I know they, they they have the slaughterhouse up back with the pigs. I know, I know, I know. I yeah, know. yeah. All there. right. Anyway, you're you're number three. Uh, my number three that I was kind of setting up before before I realized we were still doing an intro uh, is the grass. <laughs> um, <laughs> the logos painted on the grass. I love that. I love that. I love any kind of like minor alteration to the playing field at all. Yep. So, um, you know, like playoffs, the ALCS, the World Series. Um, I was not at the All-Star game in 99. You were. I love that kind of stuff. I love even like taking little bets with friends on the way in of like what uh, pattern the grass is going to be cut in. I like that. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Is there going to be like a center field thing going on? Do they do the logo or something? I love that. But specifically... The logo, the opening day logos. I love that banner. That gets me feeling like, like baseball. That's my number three. Few Steven. things. That's a, that's a really good one. Few things get me more excited than like, than like the patch. Like I, I look back mm-hmm. at some of the hats I had growing up. The 04 World Series patch, 07. Oh, anything that's like specific to a year or a baseball event. It's just nice, especially you get that on the ball. The opening mm-hmm. day logo on the ball. Like I know Zach Campbell, we're just like speaking his his language right now. He's like, trust me, this is my whole life is yeah. finding <laughs> these baseballs. But um, yeah, I, I can't agree more with you, Joey. I think in New York, I was upset at myself because I wanted to get a photo of the uh, opening day logo, and I was just like, ah, I I forgot to get it when we were down there. But I'll I'll just get it on Saturday. It was gone. It was completely gone. Wow. A lot of times they keep them there for the first series. Yeah, but the Yankees so. were like, nope, we don't like fun. We are anti-fun here in New York, so we're going to get rid of that logo. Uh, but I'll get that shot for the Fenway opener. Trust me, I'll, I'll be getting that shot like anyone cares about that. Number two out of our top three here, favorite parts about the home opener at Fenway Park, Jersey Street buzzing. It's mm. Jersey Street buzzing, Joe. When you turn that corner and you, you, you turn the corner onto Jersey Street, and you just get hit by that wave. Programs there, get the program, get the program. Oh, oh. You get you get that right in your grill. Basically, the intro to our show. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That those, is those my are f- real sounds from Jersey Street. Yeah, exactly. I, I I just played them. I pressed play. I didn't just do them on the spot. Um, but I love. It's like it's so hard to duplicate that. That's the only part. Like I guess Wrigley a little bit, but if Fenway, you turn that corner onto Jersey Street. You get hit by all the sounds, the vibes. I could kind of do without the stilts guy, but I get it. He's for the kids. Um, then you get into the park, and it's just the buzz. It's just the buzz around Fenway, especially for a Friday home opener. Yeah. <sighs> I am so excited for that. You're number yeah. two, Joe. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say totally with you, man. Love Jersey Street. That's the place to be. Uh, definitely a Jersey guy over a Lansdowne guy. Uh, but um, I, I don't mind the stilts guy, the live music, the, the especially the just like that. Yep, I can do without the the, the tippity taps on the on the on that. But whatever, whatever, you. whatever. Hey, we're all having fun. We're all having fun. Also, Speaking of doing, fun, hey, they're doing renovations to the uh, the pro shop, so that's probably going to be even cooler too. And that's on Jersey Street. Jersey Street's awesome. Jersey Street's the best. Um, number two, my second favorite thing about opening day slash any game. At the good old uh, Fenway Park, it's the second beer that you get. First beer, first beer, you just you know. I you're love this, a beer. by the way. I it, love this. Thank you. First beer, you're having a beer. You know, 
You get mm. to the ball game. You you, get, you have a beer, you know? It's kind of, in my world anyway, it's just an assumed thing. Yeah, you're going to have a beer. Yeah. The decision to get a second beer is a decision. It's not is implied. It is, I feel like the decision to get like a fourth beer is a decision. The decision to get a second one okay. is a big call. Okay, I don't know. Hey, listen. <laughs> listen. I don't want to come in here and just like assume like, everybody's like my me. decision on my 10th beer at Fenway is always a tough call no I, I hear you yeah the second beer that's I hear what you're saying Joey the, I like there's, a, there's a real okay the, the truth is you're especially if it's a day game the sun's going you, your buzz gets going a little bit quicker but the second beer you're feeling good it's mm. a the third inning maybe there's there's some offense going you're hey there we go you're, <laughs> a, your beer's cold the outside is warm Maybe maybe you do one of these bad boys. This one's a little crazy. You can't. You have to make sure nobody's looking. You kind of rub the the cup on your forehead if it's real hot. Ooh, that that's a good. You know what? That's a good move in July and August. Mm-hmm. That's a good July mm-hmm. August move. Rubbing the cup on your forehead. It looks bad. And maybe I always have the same hat on. Obviously, mm-hmm. I take this off. I just pu- I put it on top of my head. Oh, I just put the cold cup on top <laughs> of my dome, and it just cools the whole thing down. That's that's kind of nice. That's kind of nice. Yep. You got to be careful though, because somebody bumps you, and then you get like. You know, uh, an unnamed beer all over your head. Yeah. It's, a, it's a tough. I'm also a tough talking Vod Lemmys, by the way. That's yeah. probably where we differ the most. But I, I like this one a lot. The second beer. Yeah. Second beer is great. That that's when that's when the fun starts, baby. And is, did you intentionally do this as your number two because it's the second beer? Did no, maybe no. Okay, because my number as you one. can see, my number <laughs> one is the 35th beer. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah I, I can definitely see that on this list here. My favorite thing about the home opener, about being back at Fenway, specifically, though, this one is the home opener. Yeah, It's the flyover, Joey. I love flyovers. They are the absolute best. And I don't want – a lot of people think, oh, you love flyovers? You probably want more flyers, flyovers. No. I love them because of how rare they are. You don't always get a flyover. I remember in the playoffs last year – I'm up on the monster dress as a Reese cup, and I'm looking up. I'm like, where are the Jets? Where are these Jets? I'm ready for a flyover. This is the playoffs. ALCS, we didn't have a flyover. I'm like, what's going on here? Maybe they were saving that for the World Series. Um, so they just, they'll just have to do that this year. But flyover is the best. Uh, the all-star game flyover last year was incredible. The opening day flyover, they had these huge Jets going over. I'm like, that what they is... What they sound like? It's awesome. I love it, and we're going to get it again on opening day. I was there at 12% capacity last year. Has the same, you know, doesn't have the same buzz <laughs> when the place isn't packed. It's like uh-huh. everyone's just looking up, like, oh, what are those jets doing above us right it's now? It's like one but- Southwest plane. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like some it's some jet blue plane that's just going down yeah. to Fort Myers. Yeah, might as well send this thing over Fenway. It's opening yeah. day. Yeah, drop um, the altitude a little bit. Yeah, just lower it down, give them a show. Oh, looks like they're about to finish the anthem. Let's go. Uh but yeah, it was it was really good last opening day. I expect it to be even better this opening day. My favorite part about being back at Fenway for the home opener is the flyover. What do you got as number one, Joey? My number one is a simple one, dude. It's you know, you come in Jersey Street, you go in gate D. At least mm-hmm. I think it's gate D. Yeah, it is. It and is. Yeah. Love and gate you, D. Love me too. That's why I know what it is. And yep. then uh, when you come up the ramps right there, you know, right into the park behind home, walking up that cement ramp as the sun creeps in and that bright green of the grass mm. hits you. 
and the music gets like 10 times louder as you come through there. You know, like the speakers are only in the actual ballpark, not in the concourse below. As you step out there, I'm yeah. I'm eight years old. I got a big goofy smile, and I mean that that's like that's like some real happiness moment. I mean, not even just opening day. I think that's every single uh, Fenway excursion. Yeah, I was yeah. Uh, Joey. I think your list is great. I think obviously because I'm a homer, I think my list is great. But mm-hmm. that one, I think applies. It applies to the home opener, you know, because it, it's a very much a we're back feeling, but. That really is in every game. That's in every Fenway. Like, there's never going to mm-hmm. be a time that I walk up the ramp. Specifically, I know exactly what one you're talking about. You walk mm-hmm. by the Boston Strong jersey that's framed there. Little open concourse. A lot of people go to get their drink and food. No. I want to go right mm-hmm. up that ramp, right into the park. Preferably when they're still doing BPs, so you get the crack of the bat. And it's just, oh, that, that feeling is so perfect. You get a great shot, great view at the Green Monster right in front of you. Can't beat it. It's no. that has been equally incredible for the last 20 years. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a really good one right there. Yeah. I like our list. I think those are good top Me threes. Me too. Yeah. And, and as a little side note here, just as we're talking about Fenway and opening day, um, Fenway is cashless now. Does that affect you at all? Is that that's a little side news Does that affect no, you whatsoever? I, I've gotten used to tapping the card. I kind of mm-hmm. like it. It's very yep. easy. Boom. Ba-ding. I'm not, That's what it I'm, sounds like. The Hawkers is the only thing that I'm going to be kind of weird about. You got to like toss your card over there. That's kind of interesting. I'm I'm for it now because I never yeah. used to get stuff from the guys going up and down the thing because oh, I always inter- thought I didn't they think about that. Cash. Am I handing my card to strangers now? That's yeah. an interesting part yeah, of this. I normally this would always line. get it. I would get it under the stands. I would go to the vendors mm-hmm. in the the aisles. Like I, I wouldn't do it at the seats typically. So but I've never done it, but now I get to, and now I'm excited about that. I'm excited. I don't. I don't have to leave my seat. I'm willing to pay the extra, you know, dollar, two dollars to get my uh, uh, frozen lemonade or whatever delivered right to Va- me. Vod Lemmy, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for our top three home opener things at Fenway that we absolutely love. Coming up next, folks, a Red Sox Twins series preview. We will be right back. Alrighty, we are back. Red Sox are opening. I always like the home opener. I always treat it as like they're opening their season. Like it's if you haven't played at Fenway yet, I the, the season hasn't really started to me. Like it, it takes having them play at Fenway Park for me to be like, okay, we're actually back to playing baseball. They probably feel like that too. I mean, we've mentioned mm-hmm. the 2019 season eight million times about how long that road trip was until they finally got their rings at Fenway. Two series is plenty enough. The off day on Thursday is nice. And now we're back. Friday, opening day, Jackie Robinson day, one Boston day, Friday. We have a series preview, Red Sox Twins. Joey, what are the pitching matchups? Uh-uh-um. Okay, folks. We have got a four-game series against the Minnesota Twinkies. Game one is going to be a showdown between Joe Ryan and Nick Pavetta. Joe Ryan debuted last year posting a 4.05 ERA, and he's off to a similar start this year. He throws his four-seamer 60% of the time, and it doesn't get hit all too often, but when it does, it gets obliterated. Game two is... Oh, by the way, I'm going to skip the Sox starters here. I mean, you guys know who they are, you know? What are you talking about? Well, don't say the what Sox do you say? What do you want to say? I mean, I'm saying who they are. What do, you want, what do you want me to say? Nick Pavetta, you just saw him. All right, there we go. Game two. Okay. Game two, Sonny Gray versus Tanner Houck. 
Sonny Gray going into his 33-year-old season on a steady decline in hard hit percentage since 2016. He started out the season with a four and two-third inning appearance, allowing two runs. Tanner Houck is awesome. We uh, we all want him to throw his sinker more. He looks great. Slider like looks great. I like the idea of the Red Sox parts being like Tanner Houck, really good. He's we awesome. go to game three. Billy o Billy. Game three is Bailey O'Bear slash Ober slash Obey. We're going uh, with Obear. Obear versus Michael Waka. Obear does not walk guys. He was in the bottom of the league last year in he walk, walk percentage. Guys. He does not walk a walk guys. Uh, Michael Waka kind of does. Uh, kind of does. Michael Waka's great. Game four, we got. Dylan Bundy versus Rich Hill. Uh, Dylan Bundy, fun fact, Steve. Uh, if you Google his face, um, there's no other Dylan in the world who looks less like a Dylan. Uh, Bundy's first appearance was a five-inning scoreless start in which he allowed one hit against the Mariners. And Rich Hill, as you may have noticed, is great. That is the pitching preview for this series against the Twinkies. I like the preview there. Uh, we will get to our series predictions here. But before that, we have a weather update for this series Friday. First pitch, 2-0-5. 2 5 Friday, Friday, first pitch, 2-10. It is going to be a high of 68 in Boston, Winds coming in from the west, of course, at 10 miles an hour. Extremely low percentage chance of precipitation. It's not going to rain, folks. I'm just telling you right now. It is going to be a beautiful opening day on Friday. Sunset at 726. And then, Joey, I got to say, my pursuit, a lot of people's pursuit of the bar to go to after the game is going to be on. And I still mm -hmm. have not really figured it out. Uh, since Baseball Tavern was demolished, RIP, wonderful place. A lot of memes, obviously, from there. Cheeky Monkey was nice to me last year. Very nice. Uh, I like Cheeky Monkey. They got to figure out their AC situation. It was hot there most of the summer. I don't know, man. Bleacher Bar is solid. There's a lot of solid bars. I'm just trying to find a place where it's like, all right, after the game, we're going there. You know? Yeah, I mean, well, as far as the AC situation goes, Steve, I got great news for you. It's going to be April. Oh, I understand Friday. that. Joey, I'm talking about, like, this is just this, a year-long thing. Most of the time, okay. you're going okay. out to the bar at Fenway after the game. It's hot or it's warm. Okay. Right? Well, so this is so. a great time to to dip your toes a little bit, you know? Kind of exactly. dance around, see what you like, what not. I have nowhere in mind. I'm I'm a creature of uh, of whatever, wherever. So <laughs> I will be I will be around. I've never heard that phrase. I'm a creature of habit. I'm a creature of whatever, man. <laughs> I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say non-habit. I'm a creature of like new things. I, I, I like, want to see that on a shirt. I'm a creature of whatever. Creature just, of whatever. Whatever, dude. Just keep it moving, man. Whatever. Finish yeah. your little weather update. On Saturday, we have a high of 65. First pitch is 4:10. Uh, Saturday night. There is a chance of a few rain showers, so watch out for those. Humidity 68%, and the sunset at 727. On Sunday, 
first pitch, 135. Joey, I am telling you, these afternoon games are killing me. This is on Sunday. Sunday. I know. I'm just saying the culmination of all of these. 53 degrees on Sunday. Low chance of rain. Really solid weather, man, for this series. This is all looking pretty good. There's, I don't think we're going to get much rain affecting it. Besides potentially Marathon Monday, the way the reason that we're maybe going to avoid it is because first pitch, as you know, is at 11.10 in the morning. I believe it's the first Marathon Monday game that I'm ever going to go to in my entire life. Very excited about it. I had one ready for 2018. It's going to go with my dad, and it got rained out, and I was very upset about that. So we are going four years later to Fenway Park on Monday, Marathon Monday, weather looking good that is your weather update brought to you by tbd we're gonna see who sponsors this it's coming joey that felt like a teaser do you have the answer i may have it i may not have it series predictions joe series predictions i think we're gonna have a bounce back start from nikki smooches on friday it is his first time on the mound at fenway since having a one ERA there during the postseason last year where he allowed five hits with 10 Ks. Nicky Pavetta was nice, especially in that extra inning situation against the Rays. Remember him running off the mound in all sorts of ways. He created new ways to run off the mound that I never knew were possible. I expect Nick Pavetta to have a bounce back start. I don't even think it was that bad in New York, dude. A couple mistakes to a couple boppers. That's going to happen. You know, Rizzo takes you deep. Stanton takes you deep. Hard for me to be too pissed, especially when you're seeing these guys for the third time through the lineup. So that is my prediction, and also that Rafael Devers is going to hit a bomb on opening day, and every single person on Twitter is going to mention something about his contract situation. Joey, what do you got for your series predictions, Sox, Twins? I have a bold prediction. Yeah, what do you got? Okay. I got a perfect game coming for— No. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I really thought you were going to stick with that. You almost had me there. No. Uh, but what I am going to say is, like, I'm going to say a... How do I word this? A... Do you hear that? We got a cat in the back. We got a cat. We Holy got. hell. Go away. <laughs> Sorry. My bold prediction for this series, I think Tanner Houck has a top three start of his career. Okay, he's made, what, 15 starts? So. Yeah, around there. Yes, exactly, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, is that is that real? I didn't actually look that up. I think it's right around there, yeah. I think uh, I think he has one for the books. I'm going to say Tanner goes seven with two hits. No earned. Two hits? Okay. Tanner Houck going seven is a bold prediction in itself. Yeah. Especially considering the starter situation early in the season and how guys are getting pulled. Yep. Um, that is bold. Seven. And I, uh, and I think those those two hits come late. I think he he stays in because he keeps his pitch count low. I think he's going to be I think he's gonna be uh, absolutely bringing it. I got high hopes for Tanner this series. Dude, we've had some times with Tanner Houck this year. Not this, I don't know why I said this year. Last year where... Mm-hmm. It's all of a sudden the fifth inning, and he just sprinted to the fifth inning. You, you barely even remember what happened, and then a lot of times the hits would happen. So if he goes seven innings, Joey, I will buy you a snack. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like a little bit of a pessimist there. I thought you were going to say something crazy. 
Like, no. yeah, yeah, that sounds good, man. If he does that, I'll buy you a Mercedes. Yeah, if he if if Tanner Houck goes seven innings, seven complete, by the way. Yeah, seven complete. If he if he gets through seven, I'm buying you a snack. <sighs> okay, don't say something you don't mean. All right. Because now right, I got my saying. now I got my mind on a snack. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, damn, dude. He was one inning away from me getting a snack. Steve, could I please still get my snack? (laughs) I still get it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Joey, it's sliding the DM time. Why do I feel like we need, I mean, obviously there used to be a different song. I feel like we need a sound effect for this. Yeah, I do it every time, man. I just do it quiet. I go. That's supposed to be the sliding. We'll put in a sound effect of somebody sliding. How about that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ball player slide. I hope it doesn't sound like that. Um, This comes in from Tim. Hey, Tim. Tim says, DM time again. On Friday, I assume you're both going to the home opener. Yes, we are, Tim. What's the first food item and the first alcohol item that you're going to (sighs) have? I I think I already said it on here, but a Fenway Frank and a good old Vaud Lemmy. Joey, what do you got? Um. you know what? It was my closing thought, but I'll I'll jump ahead to it. Uh, I'm a sausage guy. I'm a sausage, peppers, and onions guy. And that first, my closing thought was, uh, word for word, that first Fenway sausage is going to be so damn good. So uh, that and a Jack's Abbey. This comes in from Mario. I got a feeling it's not like the character. Are you sure? What's what's the profile picture? Uh, there's no profile picture. Then we don't know. We can't confirm nope. if this is uh, Mar- uh, Luigi's brother. You got to think Eddie is still rooting for the Sox there. Can't imagine a starting pitcher's plan would be to give up seven runs unless you're trying to help them. Thoughts? There's no way that's what Eddie wanted. No chance I, I, that I, well, was his plan. Yeah, assuming that he, you know, is not a double agent. I don't know. I don't think he is. I think he's a guy that was trying to have a stick it to the socks start today, mm-hmm. and it did not happen. So you think he did a bad job then? I think he did a bad job. Mm-hmm. This comes in from Matthew. Hey Matthew, if I don't think you like this one, but we're just going to okay. do. I'm going to do my lineup, and then we'll. If you could create a lineup for the Red Sox using any player in Red Sox history, what would it be? The only catch is that they are in today's form. For example, Mo Vaughn would be Mo Vaughn as a 54-year-old. Ted Williams would be a floating head, etc. <laughs> but oh, the, that's the, funny. The form Ted Williams is in is not that he's a floating head. He's a no, frozen it's definitely head. not. No, his point is like you would out there on the field, he'd be a floating head. I feel like he would just be a head on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he be floating? Why does he get like a superpower? He's just a frozen head. <laughs> It is a good point. He would like, be Matthew, a slowly... You clarify, it can be like their current form plus a, a power. Yeah. Like, that's... Because <laughs> otherwise, he's just a thawing head. Yeah, so... Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. okay, no, so no, my... Right. So, the yeah, problem with this that I had was that I don't yeah. know... We can't use current players. So, I was t- we were talking about this before we went, went live here, and... Uh, I'm going to say that he probably means you can't just use live players because then we would just use the lineup on the team, right? Yeah. Like you just use yeah. these guys. Yeah. And, or, or you'd have like Mookie Bet, right? You'd have 
these yeah. guys plus like Mookie and other active guys that are still playing. Um, so let's just say it's retired guys with the caveat being it's their current form as retired Red Sox players, mm-hmm. which I think is fair. So this under that assumption, here's my lineup, Joey. Okay. Leading off, Nomar Garcia Pera. All right. We got Nomar leading off playing short. How old is Batting Nomar s- these days? Nomar's got to be. Is Nomar like. He's, he's got to be, be 49. 40, right? 48. Wow. 48. Almost got it. But you didn't get it. Nope. Nomar leading off. We got Dustin Bedroya in the second spot. Obviously playing second. Now, what can he give us? We don't know. But we know that his effort is going to be as high as any of these retired guys. So he's going to find a way. Batting third. This is a hat tip to you, Joey. Yep. Got Steve Pierce. Got Steve Pierce batting mm-hmm. third, playing first base. Batting fourth. I think you have to do this. Anyone that heard this question probably thought this. David Ortiz is our DH. He's been retired for six years, but you can't possibly tell me he can't hit bombs right now at the age of what, 45? Is Poppy 45? This is just going to end up being the the age game now. (laughs) I would would imagine he's right around there, 47. He is 46, 46 years old. Come on. I know. We're just missing him. Batting fifth, I got Kevin Euclid playing third. Oh, that's a good one. I think you could still play. I like him on the pregame shows. I love them. Uh, calling the game, Fitzy, Fitzy, Fitzy. I love that. We got you, Kitten, fifth, playing third. Batting sixth, I got Shane Victorino. I got Victorino playing outfield. You can't possibly tell me he's not still in good shape. I bet he is. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I bet he is. Got him uh, hitting sixth. Batting seventh at catcher, Jason Veritek. Uh, Tech obviously has a lot of miles on him, but he... It's funny when you see it, like, even at Yankee Stadium, I was walking off the field on Saturday. I'm like, look to my left. That's just Jason Veritek in the dugout. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, he's just still pretty obviously crazy. matters a lot to this team. But he's like, it messes with your head a little bit because he's in full uniform. Mm-hmm. So you're, you look at him like, yo, is Tech, is Tech just playing today? So uh, got Veritek hitting seventh, playing catcher. Batting eighth. A lot of people are going to hate this one. Get ready for it. Jacoby Ellsbury is... <laughs> Hitting eight. Why is he even retired? <laughs> he is retired. Yeah, I think he's retired. I was gonna say, dude, double check that. I think he is. I don't think he is. I thought I heard that he did retire. He's thirty-eight years old. This is why. It's because he's in his thirties still. That's why we have him. And I always like Jacoby. Um, did he announce his retirement? I Let's don't see. Think I'm so. pretty I think sure he's he just did. collecting money. All right, somebody, somebody, just tweet at us. And hitting ninth, Joey, <laughs> I got Carl Yastrzemski. <laughs> you got – no, you don't, dude. You have the... – I got Yaz at ninth because that's hilarious. I wanted to throw one stupid one in here. We got Yaz playing playing left at, at ninth. Um, I, it, I mean, you could make the argument that Mike Yastrzemski is part Carl Yastrzemski. It's a very easy argument. We but got Carl you know Yastrzemski hitting ninth. He is 82 years old. That is going to be a ton of fun. So great question, Matthew. That was a really fun one to do. Uh, Batchy. This comes in from Batchy, B-A-C-H-Y. Heading to my first home opener ever. Where can I find you guys to get a pick and meet both of you? Around. Ooh, a pick. Joey, would this be the first pick? Of us? Yeah, with, with a listener? 
uh, <laughs> before the show dropped uh, during spring training, I took a couple pictures of you oh, with okay. people, which was which was, which was interesting. But I did, I wasn't in any of those. Uh, yeah, but you, so, you you're probably looking at it like I gotta earn that, right? I gotta earn the picks. Gotta earn the picks. Uh, yeah, I mean I'll be around. We'll be around. I don't know. I mean we don't have a designated area, do we? I mean no, we're we'll gonna be, be on, around. It's gonna be a lot of Roman. A lot it's of gonna Roman be a lot around. of Roman. I mean Jersey Street. I don't know. If you, I can't speak for Steve, but if you DM, if you DM us while you're there, we'd tell you where we're. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, this comes in from Blake. If you could have a beer with three Red Sox, one retired, one currently on another team, one currently on the roster, oh. who would those three be? Joey. Uh, Petey is the easy one for retired. Yeah, I'm going to pick a different one, but that's I think that's the answer. Yeah. Um, you said cur- uh, currently on another team? Granted, actually, no, I, I take uh, that back. There's a lot of answers for retired, but Petey's a really good answers. one. Yeah. Uh, Boggs would be f- oh, okay. I'm thinking too much. Thinking too yeah, much. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Currently on another team. F- former sock on another team. Like to get a beer with. Um, that's oh, there's there's an obvious one, isn't there? Is there? I'll I I'm gonna save mine. But what do you what do you got? I I'll go. Uh, We'll just we'll go Eddie because we were just talking about him because I want to figure out what happened. I got some questions for him. Hey, I'm going to give him. Li- yeah, we're going to have eight beers. We're going to really talk about what. what I like your down. logic there. I like your logic. Thanks. Uh, I definitely didn't just uh, try to think of something really quick. Uh, and then uh, what was the last one? Currently on the team, Christian. Currently on the team, Christian Arroyo. All right, those are all good. Uh, retired. I'm going to go Pedro because stories for days, man. I think that would be a ton of fun. Pedro seems like a, a cool dude to have a drink with. Currently on another team, Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. I, right? Uh, right. All right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You know when you say something, you're like, yep, I just crushed it. That's what I just did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, currently on the roster, you said Arroyo. I probably would have said Arroyo. Um, currently on the roster, let's go Xander. I, I know that's not an obvious name, but I'm, I'm just saying for, like, the stories. I feel like yeah. there'd be a lot of good stories you get from Xander with uh, a couple bevs. Um, let's see here. We're going to close with one more here. One more for now. It comes in from Haley. What up? What up, Haley? What up, Haley? Why did you name this podcast Inside the Monster? I'd be happy to answer that. What do you got? <laughs> I didn't I didn't name the didn't, show. No. So, I, okay. I named it Inside the Monster. I honestly, Haley, I was thinking of a lot of different names, and... Inside the Monster was just kind of the one that really stuck. I was sitting with it for a couple of months. I'm like, you know what? Let's do this. It has kind of that behind-the-scenes feel. Also, for the promos, I love that we can use the balls and strikes uh, lights there from the monster. You get the monster vibe. You get the green. The Red Sox sent over the monster font. A lot of cool stuff. I also love Inside the Monster. It's super cool, like the act- actually going in there. Like, it's, it's really cool in there. Yeah, st- still never been in. A lot of folks asking you ever going to do an episode in there, and I think, I think the that's answer the most is like obvious we, thing. We got have to. Yeah, I, I think I think you and I suck if we don't do one in there. Like we are yeah. not doing our job if we don't do that. Um, so yeah, that is uh, slide in the DMs. As always, send your slide in the DMs to any of our accounts. Probably the one that's easiest to see is Twitter at itm underscore pod. Joey, 
in the sake of time here, we're going to jump to closing thoughts. Closing thought, what do you got? Uh, <clears throat> I already said it, but I'll say it again. That first Fenway sausage is going to kick ass. I agree. Closing thought, the Dodgers. The Dodgers are down to their last strike. They pulled Clayton Kershaw on Wednesday through seven innings with a perfect game. 80 pitches, Joey. Mm-hmm. 80 pitches. Growing up, if that happened, it would have been a fireable offense. If Imagine Pedro Martinez getting pulled in the eighth inning with a perfect game. That manager would be a dead man. There's no chance you could have done that. The fact that, like, and I, I, I applaud most of baseball Twitter for being on this side of, like, that was super stupid. Passing, mm. by the way, kind of went ham. He went in on this one. Yeah. But I love, I love Jeff. Oh, Jeff's great. Jeff's a great dude. One of the best trolls of all time. But it's just a no-go, man. I, I fully hate it. I think, you know, anybody that's going to counter that, oh, you know, he had an abbreviated spring, and it's cold in Minnesota, and, you know, it's April. Just shut up. There's been 23 perfect games ever. There's been over 200,000 MLB games played. 23 perfect games. It would have been such a cool thing, too. And who says if he even gets it, right? Probably. I don't even know if he would actually have gotten the perfect game. Would have been nice to see, though, you know? Yeah. And he's a he's a guaranteed Hall of Fame pitcher. I think he's the pitcher of this generation of the last 10 years. He's the guy, Clayton Kershaw. Give him a chance, man. Give yeah. him a chance. Give him a chance to throw the perfect game. He's a Hall of Fame dude that it would be cool to have on the resume. You think of Randy Johnson. You think of Roy Halladay. You think of Sandy Koufax. A cool little thing when they're getting enshrined in Cooperstown is, hey, remember that game? Remember that perfect game they threw? And Kershaw would have had a chance, and you just kind of strip that. Because of what? To save him? He would have been fine. He would have been fine. So I got no time for that, Joey. Somebody made the point. I forget who it was, but somebody made the point that it might have been, you know, in a little bit of self-preservation of Kershaw uh, because of that guarantee that Roberts made in the, not too long ago. You know what I'm talking about? The What what, what was it? The, Roberts guaranteed the World Series a few weeks ago. Okay, I missed that. Yeah, he, he said, like, he's like, no, that's our plan, and that's what's going to happen. We're going to win the World Series. Okay, um, that's interesting. So if he's, you know, maybe keeping Kershaw out thinking like I don't want to send him back out the yard he has you know it's only 80 pitches but it is cold it's early in the year it's like just sit man like I guaranteed a World Series I don't know if that actually went through his mind or not what, but if what, it what did, is that what what does that connection have to do with the, the perfect game just thing? maintaining Kershaw I'm just saying you know not not pushing him I, I understand it was oh, 80 yeah, pitches but I, just, I just don't that's but, the thing it's like you're not you're not pushing him like this guy right is an absolute stud. He's probably at games where he's thrown 130 pitches, like right. 80 pitches. And if anything, his arm is like, it's loose, man. He's good. He's got innings in that arm. Like, what are we yeah, doing? I mean, I don't know. I, I'll i tell you, I got no idea what Dave Roberts' thought process is. This is one guess of many. I, I can't no, begin I to wrap my head I, around I what he was thinking. Considering what happened, it puts you in a position to be like, I don't know, maybe it's this, which is stupid. That, that's yeah. all the more reason why this is dumb. Um, but Joey, that'll do it. That'll, that'll do it do for it. episode five. That is our home opener preview episode. 
I am so excited to be back at Fenway Park. We're going to be at Fenway a ton this season. Again, bring those Xander, your great signs. I want to see one of those, man. We got four games. We got a, what, a seven-game homestand here? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Uh, so if is I don't that see one Xander, your great sign, I'm going to flip that. <laughs> That's what we're landing on. Xander, you're great. Xander, you're great. And then if you could put, feel, like, it should have some at pizzazz. ITM underscore pod. <laughs> Do whatever you want, but just make sure it says Xander, you're great. All right? Xander, That's basically what I'm saying. Um but yeah, that will do it for us. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. We will see you guys at Fenway Park. Cannot wait for this. Next episode is going to be after this four-game series. So much stuff happening in this series. We've got some good pitching matchups. we got 80 different jerseys they're going to be wearing. Um, but I'm pumped, man. I can't wait. You can't wait. We are ready for the home opener, and I'm ready for a flyover, Joey. I can't wait. You're ready for that second beer. Yes, I am. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. Go Sox Kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. <laughs>